if we're hiring and whether you're a new agent or an old agent, walk me through the process that you would do um, and then what your company set, you know, kind of augments, um, just like, how does somebody make sure that they're right hire for an operations role? How do you make sure that somebody's a right hire for a sales role? Since we're going to break up down Excellent. to those two things. Well, if those listeners are familiar with the disc personality profile system, one of the, uh, the giveaways or, or the documents that they're going to receive from you, Daniel, is just a behavioral style document that lists what person personality type is an ideal personality for the different positions in real estate. And again, this is going to be a little bit to a degree stereotyping. You got to be careful. However, okay, when we look, because all personality types can be successful in all areas. It's just, this is what we've discovered in our 25 years consulting with agents, the personality types that can thrive, okay, in that environment. For example, a buyer agent, we find that an I personality or an interactor, okay, is going to be more effective, okay, than a or a compliant personality, right. a transaction coordinator, okay, person who closes the deals. We want a person who's bottom line oriented and detail oriented. So that's the C personality. But this will be a great guiding force for all of our listeners today to at least know what you're looking for. Everybody has, you know, uh, three personalities. That's why we're all bipolar, I guess. Okay. And have ADD. We have a personality type that we project to the public. We have a personality type when we're with our family and friends, and we have a personality type when we're alone in our room. When you can learn to be the same personality in all segments of life, you'll have less stress in your life. You know, it's kind of like you, you've met people who say, wow, what you see is what you get. You know, that person probably has a lot less stress in his life than you do. So when you're hiring, we look at the hiring process. Number one, what needs to happen before you hire is like with our clients, we give the whole system to them. Here's a hiring, you know, right. the hiring process for a support staff, hiring process, buyer agent, listing partner. So let's just focus on the support staff. You know, it's an entire thing. Determine you have an opening, write a job description. How much are you going to pay this person? What are their working hours going to be? You need to know all of this before you start hiring. I've right. talked to agents and they said, oh, I hired this person. I'm going to hire this person. I got an interview this afternoon. What are they going to do? I don't know. How much you pay them? Well, I have to see what they want first. It's not what they want. It's what do you have in your budget for that position? Because each position has a salary limitation to it. You got to remember when we hire support staff, those are liabilities to a business because it's an expense. Yep. Well, and I want to make a point here because what we provide is sometimes some support to somebody in the short term why they build re enough revenue to actually afford to bring in somebody full time in the in house and um, you know I look at it like the NFL they have they have a budget right they they've got a certain amount of money that they get to spend on their existing team and anybody in the draft round right same with basketball whatever real estate you have you have a budget man if you're doing you know two hundred transactions you got a budget based on on those that revenue that those 200 attractions transactions generate or 20 and so um, you know we're talking about it right now because we have our CP uh, our CPA and an operations person filling a CFO role for our corporation and there there's a company out there who we can lease 
a CFO person who's high quality, high caliber, who's a, a re, uh, not a real estate person, but a, a, in a coaching organization locally. And so we're talking about leasing that CFO, you know, in this year so that we have a person that fills that, that operations role for us. And, and so as a real estate person, you need to start considering like, where am I at? Can I get somebody short term? You can either, and I love this analogy, you can either build, which is, you know, hire somebody who doesn't have the skills and, 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 and kind of put some training in front of them and they're motivated and they're going to do it. You can buy so you go out and you find somebody who's amazing already in the role and they've success has left clues in their life and they, they, they've already filled that skill set. Or you can borrow talent. Those are the three, build, buy, or borrow. And so too many times people think I'm, I've got a friend and I can just pay him 10 bucks an hour or 12 bucks an hour. Or my wife just, we had a baby and she wants to come back and do some work. Or my cousin just graduated college and he was a history major and he doesn't have anything going on. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, and it's really important, you know, plan your work, work your plan. And so when you're hiring this person, you already have a job description. You already know what the working hours of the pay. What does the interview process look like? You know, most people will prepare a resume and give, send the resume to you when you post your ad. So you post an ad for the position and what you're looking for. All right, they're going to give you a resume. Ladies and gentlemen, a resume is what they want you to know about them. It's all well and good. When they get the resume, you read it. If it's somebody you're interested in talking to, you should have a position application that you send to them. So with our clients, you know, we get the resumes, we send, we like the resume, so we send them a job application plus the link for the DISC personality profile system. And so we have them fill out the application, take the DISC profile system, they get returned to us, and now if we like what we see on the application, now we call them again to review the information on the application. If I like what I hear, now I invite them in for a face-to-face. And I want to make a point here because, Bob, most people, this is something that we're missing. With an operations person, what am I going to see on their resume? Like what, what kind of behaviors and, and previous experience and, you know, does it, do, do they have to have experiences in, oper, in an operation role? Do they not have to have an experience, experience in that role? Like tell me a little bit about that. My preference is to find people who do have experience in real estate because it just cuts down the learning curve. Is it paramount that they have the experience? No, but what I'm looking for in an application really comes their job history. Do they have the, are, are they job jumping? You know, which I mean in the last five years, they've had four jobs all in the same city. Okay, you gotta remember that. I, I understand people move, but even somebody who's moved four times in five years, uh, that poses a question, why? You know, it might be their husband or wife's in the military and they get moved that much. Well, you gotta decide, do you wanna hire somebody like that? I would, uh, so I'm looking for longevity in a position in similar roles. I'm looking for somebody who, who, you, who, who can do processes. If I'm looking for a support staff in real estate, I look at people who have title experience, mortgage experience, real estate experience, you know, something within that real estate, real estate sector, because then they know the language and there's plenty of people out there. Well, and you, and, and you know what, you, you, you made a good point. And I want to make sure you guys are hearing this. When I'm hiring operational people, like I'm looking the, for the fact that they may, they did that in their past and they've ran processes or systems, right? Too many times, I really like this guy. He's, he made me laugh in the interview and I, I but the, an operations person, he's not going to be my friend. 
those guys, they're cut and dry. They they follow a process. They've built processes. They've implemented processes. One of the phone questions that I have is, tell me about three processes that you've recently, in the last two to three years, built, implemented, and augmented as you went through those processes. The right person in an operations role would be like, I've got 12. Which one would you like me to talk about? Right? Right. And right. so – you're looking for those success clues. Tony Robbins says it, success leaves clues. Well, when you're thinking about operations, what is operational excellence? There's gonna, there's, you're gonna hire somebody who's done it in the past for someone else and they love that. They know themselves, they love that, that mindset and that role. This is probably the biggest place that realtors make a mistake when they're hiring for the first time or even second or third. But as you get better, you just, you realize that this well, is- Well, and that's, you know, Daniel, that's why I say usually the first hire is the worst hire because agents don't think it through about what they really want or need. And what they find out when they hire that first person is, wow, this person should be able to take on this role, this role, this role as well. No jobs too small to outsource. You know, we track our clients prospecting. So, you know, our average client makes $2,441 an hour prospecting. So when you're sitting down to do an operational role where we can pay 10 to $15 an hour, when I know you should be making around $2,500 an hour, if that doesn't shout at you, find somebody to do these non-dollar productive activities for you so you can focus on dollar productive activities. I don't think any of our listeners should be working more than 50 hours a week. You know, I have clients and I don't care if they're selling 20 homes or 900 homes. Okay. You can't, you have to have work-life balance. And you'll find, ladies and gentlemen, the more homes you sell, the more you understand what we're talking about in the Hangout today is this hiring process. Hire slow, fire quick. Okay, when you plan your work of what you want this person to do, once you interview the person, what I always recommend, I want to go back to this, this can be critical, Daniel. Okay, so we have our listeners, and then they may be a standalone agent. So the standalone agent, they may do a first you know, face-to-face interview. Please find somebody else who has a vested interest in your business to also conduct an interview for you. So it might be your manager of your office. It might be, it may be your spouse somebody to do another even it can be a phone interview doesn't necessarily with our clients we we uh, our clients we interview the final candidates for them so you're getting another perspective other than your own to avoid the they made me laugh they made me feel good they brought me chocolates to the interview oh they're going to be so sweet no wrong person. Okay. But that's why you want an outsider's opinion. Okay. With us. Okay. We give you the interview questions, So you just pick and choose what interview questions you want. So it's a total structure. When you have multiple people doing the interviews, the odds are you're probably going to make the right hire the first time. Don't interview and hire the person yourself. Okay. Cause too many times agents are looking for somebody who is just like them. You're looking to hire somebody who is opposite of you. You're looking, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're horrible at details, why do you want to hire somebody who's horrible at details? No, you want somebody who's opposite of you and, and where your shortcomings are. So once you've done the interview and you've done the personality typing, right, you make the person an offer that you should have a job description that details out what their pay is going to be, any benefits that they get. It's all part of the job description or hiring package. Okay, you should have a policy manual. Some of this seems daunting for a lot of the listeners. Trust me, it's not daunting. But there are things, especially when you start paying attention to what federal labor laws are. Okay, that's a whole nother story. Okay. Well, I'm going to pay the support staff person is 1099. Uh, 
illegal. Okay. You can't do it. You know, there's a 23 point litmus test from the IRS. And if you answer yes to any one of the 23 points, they're an employee. And one is, do you dictate their schedule? Yes. Now I can hire a VA from you, Daniel. Okay. They are a 1099. They're not even a 1099. I'm buying service from you. Okay. And that's what I love is I don't have to pay health and welfare in that as well. So it does save me money while I'm getting work done. Okay. For people. Yeah. So you have the job description. What you know, you you define the work hours, and now the person starts. Well, this is where the onboarding process begins. What systems do you need to train them on? 